This is Traveling to Bluegrass, brought to you by H&R AgriPower and Farm Credit Mid-America. Here's Alan Watts. Welcome to Traveling to Bluegrass Uncut. On today's program, we hear from Seamer Milling Company President Rick Seamer, who recently talked about the importance of Kentucky farmers during the winter wheat meeting in Hopkinsville. We've been operating in Kentucky for nearly 29 years. Our Hopkinsville plant processes 40,000 bushels of wheat in 24 hours to produce 1,200 tons of flour and co-products each day. That's more than 12 million bushels per year, which is approximately, from year to year, roughly 25% of the Kentucky wheat crop. We are the only flour mill in Kentucky, uh, except for Weisenberger Mills over by Versailles. Uh, we make, as I said, 1,200 tons of wheat products a day and Mac. Very profitable little business, but he makes maybe more like 10. I, I don't know, I'm just, it's a, it's a small mill. So we're the commercial, I think, we're the, we're the buyer, we're the, the main uh, in Commonwealth market for, uh, for wheat. And we're very proud that we're a local business that brings more money into the community than it takes out of the community. And by that I mean we buy wheat primarily from this area. Almost all of the wheat we use, soft wheat we use, is grown in Kentucky and adjacent areas in Tennessee. So present, time, present day prices, we pay 80 to 90 million dollars uh, a year to local growers. The money, of course, comes from our customers who sell their products to consumers all over the country and in fact the world. So, uh, oh Jonathan, hi, I just saw you there. So, um, you know, we're taking money from everywhere and bringing it back and, and paying local growers for your wheat and uh, we're very, very happy to do that. What's more, I like this just as well, over two-thirds of the flour milled at Hop Hopkinsville is processed into food products in Kentucky. We have a big plant right next to the mill. It's owned by Continental Mills of Seattle. Uh, the um, Treehouse Foods cracker plant at Princeton um, just 25 miles up the road and the reason we built this mill to begin with. In Louisville we have a couple of customers including uh, the ConAgra plant that uh, makes all the bis makes half the biscuits for McDonald's breakfast biscuits. There it is. Thank you. Um, uh, Versailles, Bloomfield, I should say Bloomfield first, uh, have a smaller customer there. Um, Mount Sterling, um, where they make all the hot pockets, uh, and we sell. We don't. We're not their sole supplier, but we sell a lot of the <coughs> flour to them. And those companies all enhance their local economies too, with employment usually in the hundreds, much, much more, much higher, larger than ours. So very proud of the fact that we buy so much wheat and provide so much money to the local economy and that we, uh, so much of our flour is made into other products in the uh, Commonwealth. And by the way, out on the table, uh, we have some copies, a total of 50, of our, what we call our shopping list. Uh, basically, our customers and the products they make that you can find uh, in many stores or, or restaurants. And you might enjoy them. Maybe you already do. So, <coughs> coming back around to where we started, 
This was the grand opening of the uh, Grain and Forage Crop Center of Excellence back in 2018, 2019, or thereabouts, 2020. Chad? 2019. 2019, okay. Uh, thank you. And so we had a big group down from Tatopolis. Um, you might, re might recognize Stephen Locke on the right. He was our grain buyer at the time uh, in, in Hopkinsville. <clears throat> and we're looking forward to having a similar photo like that taken in the summer of 2025. And so again, I, I just want to emphasize we're in this together. We've been very successful in Kentucky. Love working with the people down here. Uh, and uh, I like to think it's been to your benefit too, and we want to keep that continuing. So thank you. Glad to have the opportunity to talk to you. Rick, thanks so much. And I was only three minutes over. Wow. Any uh, questions? Is there a question or two? Yes, sir. What kind of pull do you see coming from your customers and that we might need to be aware of in the next five or ten years? What are the well, I, we have a couple of customers, not a lot uh, at the present time anyway, who are very, very interested in sustainability. Uh, we are working on programs in Illinois. We're working with a program called STAR, which stands for? Sustaining Tomorrow's Agricultural Resources. Sustaining Tomorrow's Agricultural Resources. That's that, there's, there's that uh, practice of picking a, good picking a good word and then figuring out uh, how to make it into an acronym. Uh, so, you know, we are, uh, in, in Illinois, there's a source of funding. It's not us. Uh, that will pay farmers uh, a fair premium, not a great one, but a fair premium, for engaging in sustain some sustainable practices and uh, and and reporting on that, you know, keeping the data. Um, we would certainly love to have cooperators in Kentucky and uh, and Indiana. Uh, certainly, like to Brian would like to have a dialogue with you on that. That's right, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, but we at the present time don't have that same source of funding so we're trying to figure out how to do that but I think the sustainability piece whatever you whatever you or I think about it as a principle um, I've always said Millers are so sustainable you know we're very conservative uh, we we don't throw anything away and we don't give anything away so you know we're we're big on that but um, the really annoying thing about sustainability these days is you don't get any credit whatsoever for what you're already doing. You know, it, it's, oh, what more can you do? Well, we, we start, we've, we've set a pretty high bar to start with. Um, one of the great things about wheat and flour milling is that, you know, we've been doing this for 142 years. Our company and a lot of other companies have got some <coughs> and longevity. And things don't change that much. You know, flour is still a major food ingredient. Flour is still, you know, it, it's the definition of cheap calories. You know, if you don't want people to be hungry, uh, you know, there should be a fair amount of wheat-based products in their, in their diet. So that's just to say, you know, 
our, our customers are making the same products in much the same way that they've been doing it for my entire career, 45 years now, and uh, or 74 if you count, you know, when Dad would bring me in diapers to the office and, oh, never mind, that didn't happen. Um, so that's about what comes to mind. The protein thing is an issue, but, you know, it's more of a, it's more education on our part. We need to get our customers to understand quality as distinct from quantity. If, if the yield goes up as it has steadily, um, the, the protein quantity is probably just going to go down a little bit. But if, if, the, if the right quality is bred into the, uh, the grain, um, then I think uh, they'd be okay. We also talked with Dr. Chad Lee from the UK College of Agriculture about the presentation of the Wheat Science Award to retired Todd County Extension Agent Kurt Judy. This year we chose to expand it to all of the grain crops because of the recipient. Um, and most of the time we're giving the award out to uh, either farmers or somebody else working in the industry. But uh, Kurt Judy, a retired County Extension Agent, was a very logical choice for the award. He's worked very hard with a lot of producers in wheat production, but also corn and soybean. I think he probably has more supervised wheat yield contest entries than any other county agent or, or other supervisor. Our guest today, Rick Seamer from Seamer Milling Company and Dr. Chad Lee. I'm Howell Watts, traveling to Bluegrass.